0: Good morning. I'm meteorologist Dave Epstein. It's Wednesday, the 13th of September. Here's our weather wisdom for today. A couple of quick little programming notes. Uh, You know, I do do the weather on WGBH with Paris and Jeremy every morning from 5 until 10 o'clock. So check that out. If you're not uh, someone that listens to sort of NPR and think that NPR sounds a certain way, uh. Listen to these folks. They're they're young. They're a lot younger than me. They're like in their 20s. And uh, it's fun. It's got a good vibe. It's got some interesting stuff to it. And uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And also, uh, we take questions about gardening and weather and all of that. So uh, be curious what you think. Uh, You can certainly reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, Also, I'll be writing for The Globe today, as I do about every other day, on more details on Hurricane Lee. So a great place to find some more information. And finally, we are sponsored by Clover, cloverfoodlab.com slash Dave. All right. I feel like Huberman a little bit. If you're not familiar with him, check it out. Uh, Here we go. Let's get into this. So uh, Hurricane Lee. Yeah, a hurricane, still a hurricane and is moving towards the north. It's going to impact us more than it looked a few days ago. And some of you and some folks will be like, hey, why did you discount the euro? Why did you say that you know the impact didn't look as great? And it's because I don't like to hype things up. I tend to say, here's the most likely scenario where we stand when we stand. And now, uh, looking at not only the euro, but some of the other models, I think there's a few reasons to be concerned, especially over southeastern Massachusetts as well as portions of the coast of Maine. And the reason being is that as the storm moves to the north, it's going to weaken. It's going to undergo a transition between being a tropical system and an extra tropical one. And, and the big difference between those is that a tropical system has a warm core to it. So the, the center of the storm is warm. The meteorology behind it, the dynamics behind it, are based on warm weather physics. As it moves north, in our latitudes, it transitions, and the, this always happens with these things, or almost always, that they transition into an extratropical system, more of a cold core system or a combination, it could be a hybrid. And that's more what we see in the winter, so it's more of a strong winter nor'easter type of storm. It's still gonna be moving pretty fast, Friday at eight o'clock, it'll be about even if you you know, pushed off from Eastern Long Island into the Atlantic, it would be somewhere out there. And by Saturday morning, if you pushed east, say, from roughly Eastport, Maine, it'll be somewhere, maybe coming on shore, uh, somewhere between, let's call it, Booth Bay Harbor, Maine and Eastport, Maine, uh, maybe east to Nova Scotia and then heading on up into eastern Canada. And it does that by Sunday at 8 a.m. It's already up towards Newfoundland and Gander and up in that area. So it moves fairly quickly. Uh, with the system. But the problem is, or the the impact for us, is that the wind field, as it's undergoing this extratropical transition, is going to expand. And this also always happens. But the expansion of this is going to be a little bigger than average, so that those winds are going to be wider from the center of the storm. And this is why it's not going to matter that the storm comes on shore, or where the storm comes on shore, I should say, for portions of southern New England. This track also means that we'll have northeasterly winds transitioning into northerly and northwesterly winds as the storm moves offshore, and it's not going to come so close to the coastline that we get more of a southerly wind, so the winds around this circulate counterclockwise, so picture a little counterclockwise spinning thing out in the ocean, you'd be getting winds from the northeast, so those of you who live on the coast who are susceptible to storm surges with a northeasterly wind northerly wind or even an easterly wind uh, those are the areas that are going to see the biggest beach erosion, the highest storm surge, as well as uh, you know boats and things like that would have problems if you are on one of those places on the coast where your storm surge comes from a southerly wind. It won't be as bad. doesn't mean it's not going to be windy. It's just that the water's not going to pile up in the same way. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. Now, it's only Wednesday morning, and we'll get some information over the coming day or so on just how high the storm surge is. Is this a 1%? two-foot storm surge or something like that, or is it a little bit bigger storm surge uh, moving forward? Now, what about the rain? We've obviously had a lot of rain. We've got more coming in uh, for this afternoon as the frontal system approaches, and that rain uh, today actually has prompted a flood watch. It has nothing to do with the actual Hurricane Lee. It just happens to be that we're getting another another system with more rain. So there could be uh, street flooding and all of that this afternoon, muggy temperatures in the 70s. Uh, But then... As we head for Friday and Saturday, I should say Thursday and Friday, the weather looks great. As we head for Saturday, we're going to have to contend with more rain. And depending on how close the storm comes, we'll determine whether or not the swath of heaviest rain does make it into southern New England. So there's going to be the thing that doesn't expand as much is the rain field. There'll be a swath of very heavy rain across the area uh, on the western side, so the left side of the storm. And whether or not that makes it into the coast, right? It, it, it's probably going to cross Cape Cod, and then if you can push moving picture moving that line north, it would probably stay east of New Hampshire, and then maybe come in east of Portland, something like that. The way it looks now. Now, obviously, things change dramatically uh, if the storm track changes. So if we wobble a little bit further to the west, then that rain shield moves, you know, closer to Boston. One twenty eight belt if it stays a little further offshore. So too the rain shield stays offshore. Now. In terms of high tide, the high tide is just after midnight on Saturday, so roughly, and it is a moderately high tide. It's not an excessive high tide, but it is, a, you know, it's a it's a high tide. It's sort of a little bit higher than average, but not much. So that's good. We're not at an astronomically high tide where you know we have a, a tide that's two or three feet above average to start with, because that could really cause some problems. So I think that the winds start arriving Friday evening. I think the core of this is Saturday morning. I think it starts to wind down Saturday afternoon. And I think by Sunday, we're back into sunshine. I would plan on east of 495, thinking about what you would do if you lose power. If you're along the coast, think about what you would do in a strong nor'easter. And if you're west of 495, it's probably more likely a breezy, cloudy day, uh, not so much of a big deal out there, not so much rain or anything like that. So it's really going to be a coastal issue with the wind, the beach erosion, and that heavy rain swath, where does it fall? Does it make it onto the coast or does it stay offshore? And that's something I'll be evaluating over the next couple of days. So a little more of an impactful storm, certainly than I was saying even yesterday, but it's time to start understanding that this thing is coming closer and that we do need to think about what we would do if we start losing power and all the other things that went over here this morning. Have a great day, everybody.